Welcome to another episode of Be Now. And sitting down with Sophia Kidd. And in the room here, the sun's shining and there's construction. <laughs> and uh, my name is Arya, and I'm so happy to be sitting down with you. Hi, Arya. It's really amazing to be sitting here with you again yeah. in another moment. Part two, yeah. Thank you so much for having me here on your podcast. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, yeah. Um, yeah, it's always a friendly vibe because we all both come from California. We do. Yeah, I, I feel like at home. There's <laughs> like a certain vibe going on. Um, yeah, so to kind of set up the conversation, can you introduce yourself uh, to the good people out there? Sure. I'm Sophia Kidd. I am a Associate Research Fellow at Sichuan University most recently. But I've been in the area in the expat community in Chengdu for about 10 years now. During those 10 years, I've been working in a couple of areas. One, academically getting my master's and my PhD in classics, and in the other areas, working in contemporary Chinese art, curating and writing critique, and also at times performing um, in the performance art arena. Okay. Right. So you got multiple wheels turning at once. I do. I'm, I'm part of that. I think increasingly greater amount of people who work in multidisciplinary ways mm. and fields and find that developing a niche that works at the intersections of multiple interests right. is an empowering um, place to work from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, uh, what do you call it, the, the friction or the contrast between different points of view coming together? That's right, because mm. when you work in different fields mm. on similar ideas or yeah. going at a single idea or a body of ideas from s various angles, because every field has their own conversation and their own people and its own language, you're going to run into contradictions. And right. so contradictions are always those places of tension, which gives you the energy you need to cross thresholds and innovate mm, in mm, those fields. Mm, so kind of like seeking contradiction. That's right. I was just programmed that way, and mm. I think I'm not alone. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think it's very common. <laughs> yeah, right. So what's what's been your, uh, like in this, yeah, this, all these things that you're working on, what's been like the, a recent project you're excited about, like one that stands out for you right now? Okay, well... I'm actually on a, a Mind Valley quest right now, and I don't really want to do a plug for Mind Valley, but it's this um, group of quests, whether it be healing your body, working on energy, meditation. Uh, I don't know if they have anything on art therapy, but I'm working on something that's called the habit of ferocity. And so what we're doing is developing ways to enter into flow states mm. automatically how to automatize and stack motivations to actually get into those flow states and be more productive. Hmm. So that's what I'm working on now. And what that requires me to do is to first name 25 things that I'm curious about. So you can hmm. see on the wheel behind you, I actually created a circle and around the perimeter of that circle, I listed 25 things that I'm curious about. Hmm. And then I spent time finding the places where those things intersect I see. 
And the next step was to find 10 things in the world that I'm concerned about, that I'm really worried about, mm. whether it be water shortage, air pollution, poverty. Interesting. So, so curious about and concerned about. Right. And then because it's important to not just get caught up in me, 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 what I'm curious about and just get really, you can get a little bit self-obsessed at that point. But if you can find ways to bring that forward and use your own curiosity and passion to solve some of the bigger problems in life, mm. that's something to get out of bed for in the morning. Right. No matter how complex your psyche may be, as mine is. Mm. I definitely deal with anxiety, um, social anxiety, depression, a lot of these issues. So it's important to have this thing that drives me. Mm. And working on this now is something that I see I had before and, and lost because of challenges or impasses that I reached with people I was collaborating with. And I was diverted from my path. And so this is helping me to reconnect with that purpose. To reconnect with that purpose. Yes. And before we uh, press record here, you called it. We didn't press record yet. No, it's recording right now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but earlier, oh, you said that transformative purpose. Oh yes, massively transformative purpose. Massively transformative purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm working on ways to develop my research academically and also the work that I do in the contemporary arts mm -hmm. to actually solve some of the bigger problems in the world. <laughs> and so so you mentioned different concerns and curiosity. Yeah. I love that idea. I feel like, because I'm a big fan of making lists. Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. What kinds of lists? Uh, just lists of um, things like gifts I want to get or um, like things I want to achieve or people want to meet, you know? Um, yeah, like one of the questions I like asking people like uh, is, because I also have social anxiety or, you know, it's gotten better over the years. And one way I've found to sort of soothe that is to ask a question in social settings, you know? Mm -hmm. So one question. And wear a really cool shirt like that, which is beautiful to look at. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, soothing shirt designs. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Colors, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so one question is, uh, uh, what's been, what was the last list that you mm. wrote? Okay, so I like I said, I wrote that list of the twenty-five yeah. things that I'm curious about, yeah. and then the list of of, of um, things in the world that really concern me. Sure. So were you gonna ask me what some of those things were? No, I was mentioning that was, that was oh, the question okay. I asked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I noticed you wrote. Um, yeah, water, air, uh, sexism, racism. So these are things you're curious about. Uh, those are things I'm concerned about. Those concerned. are problems. Mm -hmm. And there's also things like unchecked capitalism. Hmm. Right? Because yeah. there's this whole problem with capitalism in the world. And this is a communist country, so it's definitely a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in academia here. And then there's another one, soulless Marxism. So it's not like either capitalism or Marxism, because both can be, one can be unchecked, mm -hmm. and one can be soulless. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so like it's not a matter of one or the other. It's the quality of either that we're looking right. at. Right. A level of awareness that we want to cultivate mm. in either system. Soulful. Yeah. And compassionate. Mm-hmm. Conscious. Mm-hmm. Thinking ahead. Examining the past. Mm-hmm. You know, in education, are we educating people? to get jobs five years from now, which will be defunct and useless in 20 years? Right. Or are we thinking about how we should educate them to adjust to a rapidly changing job market? That is a massively transformational purpose. Right, (laughs) just it's a way of thinking. Right, right. To develop. Right, one of my friends recently, like, yeah, this whole, um, the world is rapidly changing. Mm -hmm. Rapidly, and... uh, yeah, so the people, like, education has to change with it. And so the question, the big question is, you know, what do I need to learn? Uh, like, what problem do I need to solve? Mm-hmm. Those are really good questions to be asking. Mm-hmm. Really good questions. And it's important to spend a little bit of time every day or so, actually, with a blank piece of paper or maybe mind mapping on a piece of paper with maybe some colors and colored paper and tape and actually... Give your subconscious a chance to play. Right, play. With the possibilities. Right. Mm. So, so is that, that's one way you get in the flow state. Apparently, yeah, yeah I'm working on that. <laughs> and then right. there's also meditation mm. and yoga, mm. mindful eating. Mindful eating. Yeah. If you're not being mindful while you're eating, then you're going to be unmindful. And usually what happens in any relationship where you're not being mindful or conscious is fear and judgment indifference uh, usually a lot of those very um, non-empathic emotions and states of mind come in it's strange how those default mm. and it takes effort to actually not think and feel like that. Mm. So when we're mindless, there's judgment and criticism and these things. Right. And it's kind of sort of being aware of them. And do you find there's a way to, like for you, because everyone's different, right? Do you find for you there's a way to kind of find that reconnection with your flow state? Uh, you know, a couple of degrees. You, you, you've got degrees yourself, so you know the amount of dedication and purpose that it requires to get to a certain level within your field. Mm. So I kind of thought, well, once I get to that place, well, then I'll just be like a machine and I'll be highly effective and happy in life. But what ended up happening as I stopped growing and developing is that I went into this automatic state of just working really hard all the time. And so then what happened to me in my relationship with my body and my relationship with food and my relationship with people, strangers, my relationship with the community, my relationship with friends, Mm. my relationship with my family is they suffered because there wasn't a living relationship that I was cultivating between myself and those elements of my life. Mm -hmm. I wasn't putting forward Putting forward the openness mm. to create the space for the people or things in my life to grow with me. Mm. I wasn't breathing at those moments. 
So mm. my life took on a quality of anxiety and depression. And even though I was highly, highly achieving, highly performing, right. miserable. Mm. <laughs> it's so strange. Mostly due to the relationships that you That I wasn't cultivating, cultivating with living energy. Mm. And what was that? What helped you change, shift to that? Well, it takes a lot of effort. So I'm working with a counselor. I'm doing meditations for various things, for dealing with social anxiety, things, uh, meditations for dealing with sleeping better, mm. doing a lot of yoga, and learning how to breathe. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So learning how to work with your body and mind and spirit and spirit, soul. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just my own, but other people's. Because mm-hmm. it's all going on at one time. Right. Right? Right. So with, because um, I can, uh, personally, I can relate with social anxiety, and I know others who also can. And, um, yeah, I wonder, like, how, because something I'm obsessed with is how we, like, how we focus. Mm-hmm. And how we deal with stress, how the body deals with stress, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and what that feels like, and what the felt sense and the felt shift feels like um, with stress. Um, and it's interesting the way you mentioned, like you were really focused uh, and you were high performing in your dedication to your field and everything, mm-hmm. but your relationships, you felt there was some stress there that wasn't being acknowledged. Well, yeah, I stopped having any time for them, first of all. And then the question became, am I working so hard because I don't want to have to face social pressure mm. or social anxiety? Or am I, like what came first? The social anxiety so I developed all of this work to do or all of this work to do which created no time mm-hmm. for being with people. Mm. So the urge to avoid became the drive. Right. For, just, just cut yeah. that out of my life. Oh, I don't have time for it anyways. So I create the work to make sure that I don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. So then you began to listen to your body. Absolutely. And to create more time for those cultivation practices. They mm-hmm. take time. Mm-hmm. And patience. Mm-hmm. And quite soon after you begin doing that, you'll notice a difference in the quality of your life mm-hmm. that feeds the next decision you make to do it again. Mm. It doesn't want, but you do have to develop the habit. Mm-hmm. I love, uh, uh, so I know you got to go to your art exhibition in Lushan very soon. Yeah. And I love your emphasis in this talk there on relationships. Mm-hmm. And I share that belief in, yeah, relationships are the most powerful part of our lives. They're unavoidable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, like the, the relationship with our own body and nervous system, mm-hmm. right? It's sort of it's the gateway to the people around us and the life quality that we inhabit. Um, so thank you for, yeah, bringing that into light. Um, any uh, final thoughts for our listeners before we close out? Well, I don't want you to get me wrong. I don't necessarily agree that relationships in my life are the most important thing. Mm-hmm. They are important. And the relationships that I'm in, I want to make sure that they're of a quality 
that feeds myself and the other person. But for some reason in this life, I find my work to be the most important thing hmm. in my life. Interesting. Okay. So I have had made I've made choices not to have a family. I've mm -hmm. made choices that have kept, you know, long-term partners with me for only the amount of time that we needed to go through the transformation that we needed to go through. Mm -hmm. So, and I see that and it's okay to make that choice. But the relationships that we have, I think with the community is is the most important hmm. um, and and friends definitely having right. friends people right. that you respect and who respect you hmm. but I'll never be in a place in my life again where I feel like I need at all costs to have people in my life whether right. they're toxic or not I just have right. to have people in my life no right. if they're not feeding the path that I'm on and if I'm not encouraging them in their path then there really is no room for that relationship in my life. Mm -hmm. And naturally it lets yeah. you know like what the relationship needs to be. Yeah, I think you, you mentioned you mentioned earlier that you were going to ask me or something you were focused on was um, you wanted to know where I got my passion, my obsession mm -hmm. for, what, for what I do mm -hmm. and how do I stay focused. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I have an answer for that. Mm. And it's a great answer because it's not something that I had to cultivate and or or develop a habit for or practice or work hard for or anything. It was the only thing I was ever given. And that's my nature. And my destiny. Mm -hmm. And any time that I am not authentic to my nature and I don't follow my destiny everything in my life goes to shit mm, right. <laughs> and that is the truth again and again and again so it's really important to pay attention to those signs when something's not working when something doesn't feel good all the time mm -hmm. it, it might be a signal for you that it's not aligning with your purpose and your purpose will be one where you serve many so don't think that it's selfish to step away. Right, right, right. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on your podcast. Awesome.